trendy. I've been given like. Are we live? People deluded, I'm back again. Thank you very much for tuning back in each and every time. One love to the Twitch gang. First things first, good morning to those of you that are like myself are over here in the UK. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and of course, good night, depending on where else you guys are. First things first, I appreciate you lot for tuning in and supporting the movement on Twitch and on YouTube live at 11.30 straight after this, more or less. I appreciate all of you lot that support it and help it grow and whatnot. Pardon me. So, yeah, good morning. Hope everyone's got their health. Hope everyone on this Monday morning or whatever it is, um, is up ready to attack their goals, hopes, dreams and aspirations. It's a new dawn. It's a new week. Again, you know, let's address the elephant in the room. You know, El Saki Kolak, someone's just commented, was a real thing between Oli and Nuno. Oli's paid, Oli, Oli survived. Nuno has been eliminated from the Squid Games, really and truly. His tenure within North London seems to be over. Um, we're going to skip straight into that very shortly. But yeah, Nuno Espirito Santo, literally in this last few moments, has been sacked. It's over, isn't it? It's as simple as that. It's over. There's no point crying now. You're gone, in it? And to be honest, you did hear he was like, what? Psh. You heard he was like, again, you heard he was, he was very down on the list of targets that Spurs wanted to move for in the end. And sometimes you get what you pay for, you know, Nuno with respect. I think he's quite cowardly in his tactics. I think he was very cowardly against Manchester United. And, us, uh, and United going into the game were a bruised animal, you know, a goal conceded. Who knows? United might have crumbled really and truly. And I think considering that United team, you being at home, the very fact that you didn't really get at them, press them or anything, with respect, is cowardly. Clearly, you know, Oli Golasosha needs to leave Man United, but you could sit there and say players are potentially still playing for him or they might just be playing for the badge or playing for themselves, but it looks like they're playing for him. Spurs players look disillusioned, didn't look like they knew what system was, didn't look like they believed in it. It's very stale, you know, not to have a shot on target, not to attack, not to show any intensity. Of course, players need to take accountability. Players were appalling. But the manager, and I think, he, I honestly think he's been sacked for subbing Lucas Moura. We all saw it, you know, we all said that's your strongest player. I don't know what he tried to do. You're moving Son to the right hand side. You know, he looks like a bit of a donut because he's talked down the players that aren't involved in the squad. And then they've been involved and then he's had to call upon them, you know, um, I felt even now I'm not a Spurs fan and I love it. I felt it. I, I felt Nuno sounds it's, it's bewildering when he comes out with things because they took about 65 minutes to break down Burnley. And then he said his reasoning for Le Celso playing because he felt he played good. I don't think Le Celso played good and I don't see what he brought to the table. I mean, when the chips are up, you see what a man's about. And, you know, Nuno's just out of his depth, really and truly. He just wasn't cut up to task and you get what you pay for. You see why he wasn't up high on the list of targets. He'll get another job, but, you know, all them Arsenal fans that were waffling, oh, we should have got him, he's better than Arteta, he's this, that, and the third, he's, but he can't do it. He can't be on the front foot. He can't coach attacking bit, um, bits and pieces of play. Clearly, the defensive record at Spurs, at least where he's concerned, is overstated because they're conceding mad goals. They're barely creating anything. The team is disillusioned. Now, Daniel Levy, 
<clears throat> and the owners of this club, they need to re of that club, they need to re replenish the playing squad. You know, they haven't really Romero looks like a good find, but they, you know, they haven't replaced the glory days of I know Loris is still still there, but typically Danny Rose, who you know, even dropping Davis for Regulon, smoking moon rocks, really. And she look at the Ronaldo goal. Ronaldo's lured him in like a baby, like a like, like a grown man taking candy from a baby. He's lured him in and he's and he and he's rubbed him out there with that goal. You know, Cavani's goal. You know, I don't know what the, what Spurs are doing. You know, I felt sorry for Skip because Skip shit and he got caught. He caught. He got caught done. He got kind of done dirty. But Hoiberg's put him in it. You know, I think anytime you're persisting on a midfield with Hoiberg and Skip, you know, again, you got to try really hard to have a worse pivot than Fred and McTominay, really and truly. So you know, Nuno deserved to go. And if I read some of um hit the report that's come out, well, it's a short. I can't lie. I thought Spurs have done him dirty, people. I'm not even gonna lie. The 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 club can today announce that Nuno Espirito Santo and his coaching staff, Ian Cafro, Rue Barbosa and Antonio Diaz have all been relieved of all their duties. Um, <clears throat> you know, Fabrizio Perici, who, again, it looked like Fuseco was taking the Spurs job before he came and he said, I know how much Nuno and his coaching staff wanted to succeed and I regret that we have taken the decision. Nuno is a true gentleman and will always be welcome here. We should like to thank we should like to thank him and his coaching staff and wish them well for the future. A coaching, a further coaching update will follow in due course. So again, Spurs have looked to nip this in the bud and not persist with it. They link with Conte. We'll get into all of that. Forsaker's name's been thrown back in. Brendan Rogers' name in the last few minutes is doing the rumor mill, as is Graham Potter. Now, again. If I'm Graham Potter, of course, you could say a Spurs is a step up and things, but are you going to get the stability that you're going to get at Brighton? Are you going to get the time? And he's under a big contract at Brighton. You know, Brendan Rodgers, with respect, in fact, disrespectfully to Spurs, bro, if you're leaving, you'd rather listen to what Man United are saying. You know, even Conte, I know that you've worked with Fabio Parici before, and that's probably tipped the balance with Spurs, and maybe you wanted to take over, but is it worth taking over Tottenham Hotspur mid-season with that level of playing squad? I do think Conte gets a bit more of a tune out of these players but you know we do you want to risk your reputation and I, I don't know if he's given assurances that money will be spent in January I think Conte and Spurs could be quite good especially with you know the two Italians and the, the, the players that are looking to be sourced by Spurs but Nuno was just out of his depth he just weren't levels and you know what he's you know he's had the worst possible start to, to a Monday morning but it was coming really and truly there, there was little things brewing on Saturday evening stuff rumbling you know numerous updates throughout yesterday and it looked like today could be the beginning of the end so again Spurs clearly are talking to agents sounding out potential people and and whatnot that's that where the article is concerned on the official Spurs website um news are reporting and saying Tottenham are actually in talks to appoint Antonio Conte today after late talks apparently Tottenham's managerian director managerian that Bro. Managing director Fabio Peretti believes that he can persuade his previous colleague with Spurs now ready to offer a three-year contract. And you're going to need to give him big deals. And again, like with Jose, if it goes wrong, it's going to cost a lot. Apparently, yesterday you did see they're, they're eyeing up Sergio Canseo. I think that's the Porto gaffer who's been doing bits with Porto in the Champions League at a point. Paolo Fuseco is obviously he said he was going Newcastle and he said he you know to the point where and he and he said he was going Spurs to the point where they were actually planning pre-season targets and what they want to do before the managing director came in so I I don't want to say rule out Fonseca but 
I don't know if the managing director feels him. Keep your opinions coming. If I read out the article, Tottenham sacked Nuno Espirito Santo after just four months in charge, considering he won the league in August with these boys. That's a bit harsh. And um, they pulled the trigger after a dismal Man United defeat. And like I said, there is very fact that Man United, after losing 5 0, and you know, against Liverpool, fair play was able to look as sound as they were defensively, build that um, that that confidence that came with that keeper clean sheet, rarely, not, not even troubled at all of note, really. You know, that says it all. And that says it all about Nuno in that, you know, both of you lot's jobs was on the line. If you was to have beat Man United, you'd still be in your job or put in a better performance. Instead, you lot were toothless, no shots on target, you know, it's like trying to nail jelly to a wall. You know, they've got no creativity. You know, they wouldn't know what creativity was if it slapped them in the face. You know, it's absolutely terrible. It's lovely to see, you know, lovely to see as an Arsenal fan. But yeah, it's not levels really and truly. They've parted company with him. Apparently, Daniel Levy was reluctant to make a knee-jerk decision. But it's not a knee-jerk decision. This has been there for weeks, you know, with Spurs. Yeah, they've lost their last couple of games, but their football has been dire. Now, they didn't care about it in August, but... You know, for me, you lost the players a long time ago. Or did you, with respect, did you ever have the players? You know, with respect, you can't really go from Jose to Nuno. You know, say what you want about Jose now, he does things, but that's bloody Jose Mourinho. You could imagine Nuno Espirito Santo came in there, tried to let his nuts, um, his nuts swing and, you know, but show some bravado and whatnot. And it's just low it, fam. You're just like a supply teacher in school that's just coming here, trying to show and regulate people. Just low it. It's, and, and I think very quickly, the Spurs players need to pull their pants up pull their pants um, up and, and, and man up and things like that. But you can see people are not playing for you because they don't believe in what you're doing. You know, they don't believe in what you're asking of them, what you're demanding of them. And he's just out of his depth and his reputation is taking a hit. This was a man earmarked for Spurs at a time, United at a time, Arsenal at a time, just bigger jobs. And, you know, you can't really, you know, he's clearly has some talent, but myth people. Um, and like this article said, Tottenham's depressing loss to Manchester United. It weren't depressing for me, but like that game, we're going to get onto the Premier League in a minute, but that game was a mazzle because you would have thought United with a team of goal down at one, um, um, with a team of goal down in the second half. I feel it was not even, but like, you know, United are a better team in the first half, but they're not like clear of Spurs not because no one's really doing much. Second half there was though, really. And it's just the manner in which they were doing things. So, yeah, man, they've sacked him and his coaching staff. They're obviously eyeing up who the next potential target is. There's going to be a bunch of rumours in that relation, people. Yeah, man, apparently. And, and the booze, you know, obviously, when you're looking shaky, the booze, you know, Kane's getting booed. So, well, the, the gloves are off with them, Spurs fans are concerned. Kane's getting booed. The team's getting booed at halftime. Man are leaving. You know, people are voting with their feet. And that speaks, speaks volumes, you know. No football fan. You know, even Spurs fans, no football fan base is just going to come out and start, regardless what they feel, they're not going to boo their manager and do all of these things, especially when a man's been in it for four months. But clubs of people have been following this cl that club up and down the country, following it wherever, however they're doing it. And they've had enough and it's all come to a head. And as I said, bloody fantastic to watch, you know. And you look at his record, you know, again, when you think of Nuno, the one thing you thought of probably is defensive stability. You can't look at the system. You can't really say an individual player's improved. The only person that's probably loved it is Skip, guy. He's played every week, really and truly. Bro, Skip and Hoiberg is a tired midfield. I'm sorry, you know, but it's it's absolute mazzo. When you look at Nuno's record as Tottenham boss, games, he's played 17. He had seven losses, eight wins and two draws. He scored 21 goals and conceded 23. And I would say where those above him are concerned, people is you know the planning the, the 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 pardon me the cycle of that Spurs squad is dead you know you might as well I, listen it's stupid but I wouldn't I would probably keep him but 
you probably should look to the way Kane's moving. Unless a new manager comes in a new lease of life, probably should look to get that one done. The man's being held to the rest. He looks like he's going through the motions. You know, you're you're bordering on November. In fact, you are in November now. Happy new month, people. And he don't look like <clears throat> he's finding his form right now. Don't know what's going on with Endon Bile. Incredibly error-prone defense and a poor unit. The player of the the, the the caliber of the squad is not good enough to kick on where Spurs were left in their heydays under Pochettino and things like that. I know they they thought they did something in world football. And um, from that, you know, the replenishment of that squad's not enough. And even to the point where you look at um um Carlos Vinicius and, and Gareth Bale, you know, that's 20 plus goals going out your team, you know, if you let them go. One was on both are on loan, you know, you let them go. You cannot let 20 odd goals and um, walk out your team and then not replace it. And then suddenly, you know, Son's not really bagging them right now. Kane's not bagging them. You know, if them men are not scoring, you know, Moore has never really been a historical score goal scorer, even though he should. You're definitely not looking at that midfield. Bro, goals win games, it, you know. And he's not scoring enough. And if you can't keep them out of your net and you're conceding, you know, it's negativity. So he needs to keep it moving. I mean, all I would say is that if he was never really in your thoughts of being first choice, you probably have a bag of targets that you could holler in, you know. How bad is that job? You know, how unconvincing was Daniel Levy and all of these guys if, you know, Nuno was so down on your list that all these other guys, for a variety of reasons, whether it was, I don't believe in your project, I don't think there's their stability to warrant leaving my current situation and going to yours. Whatever it is, you have to wonder, why did no one want to take it, really, if it's meant to be exciting times and Spurs are trying to challenge and do this and rebuild and all of these things, people. So, yeah, apparently he was way down the list of potential candidates. Obviously, Spurs tried to get Nagelsmann, didn't bang. Brendan Rodgers at the time didn't bang. Ten Hag didn't bang. Return for Pochettino didn't bang. Conte didn't bang, even though they're trying to get that one there. Paulo Fonseca and obviously get two souls thrown in. They're looking at the um, <clears throat> they're looking at the poor old gaffer. Apparently, Ryan Mason could come in for a second stint as caretaker boss. To be fair to you, my Spurs bridging, I should find the tech. He's like, we might as well get Ryan Mason. Car, I think Nuno hates Spurs, and I was thinking, what do you mean he hates Spurs? But when I see him take off Lucas Moore, I was like, yeah, all right, you 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 either hate Spurs. Or you don't know what you're doing, Kai. That was your most exciting player, people. So it is what it is. He's paid the price, really. You know, he's got the clip. Apparently, Conte demands suitable project for Spurs move. Apparently, Antonio Conte will have certain will have to have certain demands met if he ends up joining. This comes from Dimarzio, who has reported that today is a decisive day at Tottenham because obviously Nuno's future has been decided. Apparently, if and when he is sacked, which we've now seen in the last minutes that it's been the case, people, um, Tottenham will press for Conte and the Italian is more likely to accept the offer from the English club this time around. So, again, it doesn't, maybe the United one's gone now. It doesn't seem like, at least for now, Things can change at the turn of a hat. You know, you've got the Manchester Derby at the weekend. You know, I'm sure City are vets because, you know, they've lost their last two games in all comps. And I know you've got Atalanta. The sentiment can change. We did hear Conte wanted to wait until the summer to assess what could go on because, you know, Conte could have to pick a club. You could have Spurs where, to be fair to you, it's meaty, but they're showing desire. So think about it. Someone showing that they want you, you're more likely to go there. Is it not people? So that's something maybe for him to consider. The United job, you know, having see what's going on there. You know, I don't even know, but psh, another return to Juventus could be a thing, really. Another room of a return to Juventus because Allegri's kind of been rubby. They, you know, Juventus are still moving rubbed in this season. So I don't know if he wants to take hold. And especially like a project with Spurs. Like I look at the United one and I say, I'll be more likely to take over United mid-season than Spurs. Because I look at it, I'll be like, listen, there's a lot of surgery needed here. 
maybe he relishes that because you get a free hit. But I'll be like, listen, you know, there's a lot of surgery needed here. The defence needs a couple players. You need a couple midfielders. You need a couple players to take the, you know, or, or to take the goal scoring emphasis off Kane. You know, defence first. And it's, it, it, um, you know, being the Italian like Conte, he knows that. And he'll get a couple of these players playing better. But, you know, you'll see a managerial bounce. But then they need something. As much as Nuno is the full guy and he's not levels and he needed to go, bro, the way Spurs are moving is, you know, other people above him need to take blame as well. Because this guy's just a puppet. You need to ask yourself, since losing Pochettino, why isn't it kicked on? Why isn't it banged? Why did you get in a position where, as I said at the start, that my man's even in the in with a shout, such as if you did if you didn't really didn't really want Donny people? And I'm trying to find I had some plates, some copied and paste things that I was gonna bring to you lot. But apparently, people at Tottenham are keenly aware of just how bad the team are right now. Um, at creating chances. Apparently, they ranked 20th for teams this season by shots. They're joint bottom with Norwich. And again, bro, you don't want to be next to Norwich or anything. They're breaking history for being probably one of the shittest teams in the Premier League. You know, even that Derby team yeah, are, are, are probably looking at them people. So it's a, it's a bit of a madness, really. They don't create. They don't keep clean sheets. I'm loving it, really and truly. You know, they've lost to Palace. They've lost to Arsenal. They've lost to us. You know, it's, it's, it's the calamitous ones, people, really and, really and truly. You know, so again, his best period at Tottenham was evidently, you know, that August period. Like I said, he's delivered silverware to them, man. He's the first, he's the first manager I've ever, ever seen in my life to win a trot, to win the league in August. Such was the propaganda, and all these are all these Spurs twats were were waffling about how Arsenal this and that. Funny how things change, and the thing is that there's nothing in it with the table. So again. They're actually, if a new manager comes in, they might sit there and say there's stuff to play for. And obviously, when the players start getting inspired, if they see things that mean something, there's still a lot to play for this season. Because as much as Spurs have, how, how poor they've been, you know, there's nobody's out of anything really and truly. You know, even Norwich, they sit second, um, well, bottom on two points. They're not getting out of that. But you can't rule them out. Well, you lot can't rule them out. I can. I, I, bro, them, them and they are getting relegated. I think that's the only thing confirmation in the league. Um. <clears throat> which is which is which is a shame, people. So it is what it is in that regards, people. Again, you look at the table and what Arsenal are sixth. You, you know, Tottenham are eighth on 15 points. You know, you, well, you're five points off West Ham again. New managerial bounce, you could do things really. So the season's not a write-off, you know, such is the sentiment. It's actually not a write-off. So it's down to Spurs to decide what they do in it. But yeah, man, welcome everybody tuned in. You know, I kind of just covered that one very quickly. One love to everybody tuned in. Let me see what you lot are saying in the comments. I've been airing it and I know you lot have got a hell of things to say, man. One love to the early birds where P, Mav and, and a couple of you are concerned. You know, you were, you were making sure I didn't miss out anything in case I didn't see this and were here ready to tell me of the impending news people. Afternoon to you, Omar. It's official, man. Man said slap on the new no drip. That's today. Football manager, I think it's at 4 p.m. Bro, Conte to Spurs is close. Bro, Conte's the coach they need, isn't it? But is they going to need more than that? He's going to need to be helped out. And as I said, I think it will work in tandem because he's got, you know, the Italian above him. But like Nuno, like Conte, sorry, has shown, he'll give you time, he'll give you patience, he'll listen to you. But if he feels you're, you're you know, you're pulling his leg and you're taking the piss out of him, he'll keep it moving. No decent manager will go there. Now, I'm not too sure on that as much as I, I want to believe that, man. I just think, why would he go Spurs not even trying to be? But I think so as well. Why would you risk it? But at the same time, boy, things change in life, man. 
Spurs were getting way too big for their boots. Tim, Tim Pot mentality. Final stages for Conte. Mad thing. It's looking like such, in it? I mean, Fabrizio Romano is, is having his one, two bits and pieces and bits and bobs to say he's the latest he has said. Uh, before I re refresh his Twitter, Tottenham are now pushing to convince Conte as new manager to replace Nuno. He's always been top of that list since June, where there was no agreement with with Spurs board. I mean, Tottenham still love getting Chelsea's sloppy seconds, you know. Remember when they took George Graham as well, where Arsenal are concerned. But you'll always take in next man's exes. And, but apparently, yeah, so they need to convince Conte. So if the project's there... Well, if I'm Conte, you know, you need to be assured that things are going to be put in place. And actually, you know, a minute ago, there's been a new replacement, people. I mean, there's been a new update. He's now saying, and this is Fabrizio Romano, Antonio Conte is ready to accept Tottenham proposal. Talks underway, understood to be at final stages, salary and long-term contract discussed. But he seems convinced to say yes. Negotiations to continue in the next few hours to complete the agreement. So, yeah, man, Nuno's been sacked. Conte looks like he's coming in. It's getting serious, man. But you know, you know what they say. You know, the second movies are never really the same as the first, really. Which could have been said if Pochettino returned. It could be said on Conte's return to England, people, because a bit for a lot of people think about all the great stuff with Conte, but it does end. He's he's very much thunder and lightning. It, it, it it's. 100% good things, 100% bad things. When it's great, it's great. When it's Kalam, it's Kalam. I think Conte is the manager they need because they need a lot in it. And after a while, the new managerial bounce wears off. But Conte is Conte. If you know football, you listen to him because you can improve as a player. It, collectively, if you listen to him, you can do some You can do some bits as a team. I think they need him to improve the stop leaking of goals. Like I said, you'd see, you'll see uh, with Conte, you'll see an overperformance in certain players. Certain players this week that we saw against Tottenham and we said, boy, you man are shit. They're going to play amazing and there's going to be a better system. And like, as I said, when you sit eight, five points from, fifth, from fourth slash fifth, whatever... You know, the season's not a write-off, so that's his big ambition, you know. And like I said, the thing that's probably tipped Conte is to get back in management. Other jobs, Juventus might not be close to sacking Allegri. United, they look like they're staying with Oli. You might say, you know, I'm ready to jump back into management. So it'd be interesting, man. Let's see what's going on there, really and truly. Um, but yeah, in relation to Conte and all them things there, that's all I've got to say. Uh, Nuno sacked. I've got to clip this just before I go live at 11.30. Luno sacked. Uh, sacked by Spurs. Conte close to Tottenham job is what we'll call that there, man. One love to you lot tuned in, people. We've gone everywhere with this. And I think, you know what? You know, we could just think this morning and last night, I've been planning, yeah, 10 a.m., we can talk about this, we got that, we got this, we got that. And then obviously this news has just probably made the bulk of it about that. But this is why you love football, people. Tottenham board feeling more confident, more than confident to convince Conte and appoint him as new manager to replace Con to replace Nuno. He's asking for an important plan for the next transfer window and long-term contract. Parizzi is on it. So basically telling him everything he needs to hear and telling him that January in a couple of months, you know, you have to hold it up. Use what you use, use what you can right now at this moment in time. But January, you'll be given assurances. So boy, be keen to see who's going to get rubbed out, man. You know, really and truly. I'd love to, I'd hope Ndombele isn't, but boy, it's looking mad. Is that real? I need I need confirmation, top legit. Skip Hoiberg midfield, three at the back settings, man. Three at the back settings. He can't win anything and his second best player is leaving. Rigulon will be flying on the... Bro, if you're a wing back and you're a centre-half, you're living. Even if you're one of these, these guys that used to be wingers and now you're a full-back, you're living. 
you're living. I don't know if he'll be able to get a tune out of Doherty, though, car. But if his ex-manager couldn't in Nuno, I don't know what, what else could happen. Man, I say Man United fumbled the bag. Man, I'm talking about Harry Redknapp returning to Spurs. You're on Bant. Kane is going to leave for sure. That might convince him to stay still. I mean, I'm hoping the Conte thing don't bang, but it is what it is. And I think Arsenal waffled about, Arsenal fans waffled about Conte. Somebody's tweeting, Nuno Espirito Santo sat from a job he should have never been given in the first place, appointed out of desperation rather than design. Better to recognise that and cut losses rather than continue out of prime. So that was from Colin Miller. And boy, you can't disagree with that, innit? You know, better to just clip it and say, boy, I mean, it's not working, innit, Nuno? I think Conte's there, man. I know Spurs fans are probably nervous because they've they've been through this sort of thing before, but yeah, man. Conte, you know, I have to tweet that. Conte, you know. Have to run agendas against him, sadly. Have to run agendas. Conte to Tottenham is expected to be finalised by today. Only final details left. A private flight is ready to take Antonio to London. Do you know what? Yeah, bro, Conte's 30, in it? But, bro, it's, I don't even think Jesus gets, gets something out of them, them, them current squads, in it? So, let's see what he's doing. Let's see what's happening there, man. Four months is not long enough to build anything. I just think it's a joke. He got sacked. I hear you, but, bro, he showed... That, I can't lie, you... you Rome wasn't built in a day, but you're not putting up no scaffolding. You're on a Nuno was on a cowboy builders thing, so he needed to keep it moving, man. Kane told them, man, the 150 was there. They didn't listen, bro. He's trying to get that chopped to 75, but City to move again for Kane in the New Year's window is a given. They ain't doing nothing at the moment. Chelsea is clear. Starting the month of strong DG. Josh, come on, you got it, man. You got it. You got it. You got it. Kane is a big man. Most men look up to him in the team. When the olders are moving mad, it's techie. Kane needs to leave. It's true. But when you look at the Spurs team, Kane's in his own world. And Dombile's going through the motions. You know, Deli Ali's a bit of a forgotten man. You know, Loris, I feel a bit sorry for him because he seems like the only serious one surrounded by some mugs. Romero, probably happy Conte's coming because he's probably thought I've been con to playing, to, 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 to signing for Spurs. You know, I like Davison Sanchez, but loose cannon, you know, uh, what's it over reliance on Kane and Son at this moment in time? They're not doing the business personally. I think you're gonna, bro. Next week, you're gonna see a lot of these Spurs players. We're gonna be like, boy, where are you lot? Such is football because I don't think they were playing for Nuno. It's bad to say, but when you think about it, if you've got a manager in any job you lot do, whether you work in retail, office job, you know, plumber, whatever you lot do, yeah, if you're oh, if your manager's a dickhead, yeah. You don't want to, you, you're there because you're getting paid. So there's a certain sort of, you, all right, cool, i got to do this job to a five out of ten. No one can tell me I'm negligent. No one can tell me I need to lose my job. i got bills to pay in it. But, you know, that's the minimum. That's where it's going to get to. When times are hard, you're not going to really want to go the extra mile. You're be like, well, that's your problem. I don't get paid enough for this. I know my IC3 feel the same way, you know. But if your manager's a nice guy, you're believing in the project, you like the you like the work you're part of, yeah, you might want to be paid more or whatever, but you're going to do a bit more. If you like, if people re re really don't deep, if you like someone in life, you're going to do a bit more for them, really and truly. You know, there's certain content creators that I do content with, and it's not that we don't like each other, it's just a bit weird, isn't it? Like, so I won't do the bare minimum, but there's the mandem that 
if you ask me to do something, bro, I'll do, I'll deliver beyond it. So do you get it? So I think you're going to see stuff like that. So we'll have to see, man. We really will have to see. But it is what it is, man. I don't know for having an ex-keeper as a manager. That's something else my Spurs brethren says um, says says to me as well. Let me actually read out some of his texts, people. Let me text him Conte Ra because he deserves to have some positivity. But he has said, I repeat, this is this was uh, on Saturday. I repeat, Nuno out. Fuck this season. How is Oli looking like a tactical genius? Get Nuno out of my club. Fucking goalkeeper. Appalling. Actually worse than I thought it would be. He wants to get fired. Lacelso and Hoiberg have been terrible. Easy subs to make. Even Kane off. Why the hell did he take off Mora? Nuno hates Spurs. What the fuck? Just a Nuno outing this season. Watching Spurs lose at the moment. We're playing shit. Bro, this is this has been Nuno onto me. You know, and it, this is, but this is him. I, dear, de, I'm sorry, I got to do you dirty, bro. But this is you on the 23rd of October, yeah. I was like, Arxley, did you win two L's? He's like, Nuno is so shit, we're still above you. And I said, for now, I told you, I was playing chess, you was playing checkers. Man, we're telling me, look, bro, I wish you lot could even see the texts. Can you see it? Man, I say, mate, you're ninth and that. Like, he's, but he was boring me. I said, you man, play some boring football. How can an Arsenal fan say that? This is why Spurs deserve everything, man. A man said, bro, I can't lie. Even for September, man said, sat Nuno now. We're letting this team put pressure on us. Shocking performance, bro. As you can see, Spurs fans have been through the trenches, man. They've been through the trenches. They've been through the trenches. And, you know, it's unfortunate. I'm going to have to pretend Conte is not good. Be like, well, this, you know, has he got the mentality? Has he got the, I got to start being shameless. Has he got the stomach for the Spurs job? He walked away from Inter Milan when they won the league and he knew Juventus were going to fight back. Why did it end how it did at Chelsea? Why is, despite the fact that there's been a number of important jobs, why is he not quite been called up? It's unfortunate. I've got to do the shame. I've got to do the shameless thing. Like, I've got to be shameless now regarding him. It's just like Endombile. Why is it that, you know, none of the other big boys went for him and all of these sort of things? Sorry, folks. Sorry, folks. Just trying to just send in my little bit of abuse to Spurs fans. Shakib, stop, stop capping for Spurs, man. You're a United fan. So Alex Ferguson didn't build all them things for you to haul yourself out for Spurs, man. Like one stripper in King of Diamonds. Allow it, bro. You can't hang about, mate. You can't hang about me. Best in the business. Swift, mate. In and out. That's what she said. But um, he never did what he did at, at, at Wolves, was forced into the Spurs way. Bro, I'm not being funny. Respect to Spurs. But yeah, man. I mean, to Wolves. But man, have to change things, man. United players know that if a proper coach comes, most of them will not start. Probably. Arteta might win Squid Games. <laughs> Bro, it is what it is. Oh, interesting comments. You lot out in your full force, man. Blessings, everyone. I appreciate the, the engagement. You knew it just took a Spurs gaffer to get sacked for everyone to speak, man. Is what it is. United will probably go for Big Sam. Nah, man, keep it with Oli. Yeah, Nuno's sick, but we're going to have to agenda him, unfortunately. I 
as a Spurs fan, um, as a United fan, sorry, I'm pissed Conte is most likely going to Spurs. I don't think it's that deep. Like, Conte is amazing and everything there, but you can have it, but it's, you can have the most amazing manager ever. It's about, you know, that's one step, and I can't really judge them until January in the summer, but they need to give bring certain sort of suitable players in, you know. New, I would say people like Romero are the benchmark, but for every Romero, you got Doherty and these sort of duds that are just not level. So that's where they need to revamp what they're doing, really. So I'm not really that scared until I see proper stuff going on, man. But as long as you got Doherty and Skip and all these men, then I think we can breathe, man. But yeah, this is probably what they need to galvanize them. City won't go back in for Kane. I'm a City fan. It's not the way our board move. City's priorities are Vlahovic and Haaland. You've got a meeting scheduled for Haaland in January. Personally, I think Haaland knows whatever next club he's going to already. But it is what it is. Nuno was never going to make it at Spurs. Got dropped from Wolves for a reason. True. Big up, DG. Thanks for these early streams, man. You're the only morning person who goes live. Appreciate it, bro. I appreciate you lot for being there, man. DG, I feel depressed, man. You are finished at the top level. Stadium fans will continue singing ollies at the wall when he relegates United in year 2028. You just got to try and remove the emotional attachment to football. Like, I'm incredibly attached to Arsenal, but it's like... Psh, the losses and them thing there is just myth. It's just a myth, man. There's no point having emotion with it, man. As a Chelsea fan, Conte's erased everything can go F himself. To be fair to you, it's a job, though, bro. I hear you, but yeah, man, like it's a job for him, isn't it? Like he didn't grow up in he didn't grow up on King's Road. Like it's a job to him. He don't know about no 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 Tottenham Chelsea thing. Looking like we might have to stop the Tottenham getting battered, get battered everywhere they go. Shouts at this moment in time, people. Absolutely crazy, but who cares, man? It is what it is. This this sort of stuff's exciting for the league, man. Boy, I can't lie to you though. If Conte that that little three year period, however long he's there, if he doesn't win a tie a trophy for Spurs, we got some bants. But they're the only man that had Jose and Jose. When you think of Jose, whatever you have to say, that man is addicted to winning. Not when he goes to them, man. There though. And let me actually look out my window, people. I'm sure. Can I see? You know, like the back, the Batman sign. Can I see one about Conte? It was raining yesterday. It's getting sunny in London. You know, in North London. For those who don't know, I can see the Tottenham Stadium. Unfortunately, from my ground, I know I can see the world's the world. You know, the world's biggest toilet. It's a mazer, isn't it? You know. I heard sometimes God takes a dump in there at night. God forgive me. Don't bring that up at heaven, please. When when it's judgment day. You know, I shouldn't have been making jokes for my subscribers. I know I'm trying to touch heaven. But boy, it is what it is, people. Enough about these Spurs lads, though, man. Let's leave them to do what they're doing. You know, if they're doing that, they're doing that. So who's been the... How many managerial sackings has there been now in the league? There's been what? what Watford sat there, Gaffer. Um, Watford Gaffer's been sacked. Oli's been sacked. Man, Oli. Watford Gaffer's been sacked. Oli's been close, but not sacked. Steve Bruce has been sacked. Uh, Steve Bruce, Watford Donny, Steve Bruce, someone else has therefore been clipped. Nuno, obviously. Is there four? There's not four. I think there's three. I wonder who's the next bookie's favourite car. It don't look like Falker's getting the sack from Norwich. It seems like his job is quite secure despite their failings. 
I mean, the caretaker gaffer at Newcastle ain't keeping that job, even though we're forcing it a bit there, isn't it, really? You know? Yeah, Bruce, he's gone. Nuno's gone. Villa might sack their gaffer soon, bro. Dean Smith is looking long still. It's a nice stadium. I don't know if it's a nice stadium. You have to ask someone, man. I mean, in life, everyone says they will never do things, man. You know, everyone says it. Things happen, innit? And again, Jose, well, he can have his affection with Chelsea, but it's a job at the same time. Nigel Pearson from Watford. With Conte to Spurs, what do you think they can win this season? I don't know, but they definitely have a stronger chance of qualifying in and among Europe. You know, and to be fair to you, psh, that's another thing he struggles, man, with. Oli next, but Oli's a survivor. Oli and Oli and Arteta got the same. Well, they I don't know what they're doing, but they got the same. They got the same sort of dark hearts because they just survived their jobs. Where Arteta should have been clipped this time last year, you know. Really, no one should have survived that November. And at another club, or if that was you know Emery, a manager gets clipped. But it is what it is, man. And to be fair to you, Conte is going to have to revamp things. So we're going to see. But this is why I love football people. You know, it's fantastic to sit here and speak to you guys about such people. we got a first-time viewer. Appreciate that from Forever Spurs, I think that is. Unfortunately, you know, you clearly have a good taste in content creators. Not so much in football clubs, but we've all got problems in life, really. I can't lie, Nuno put in a shift by playing bad to get Conte. Wait, maybe Nuno is, in fact, a Spurs fan, really. But yeah, man, I think you'll see you'll see a managerial bounce now. And to be fair to you, what is Tottenham Hotspur's next fixture list, Carl? Again, for Conte, it could be peak. And what I mean by peak is, bro, he's gonna have to withstand, he's gonna have to take some bullets before he's able to shoot back. Because you look at the Spurs team, again, they're gonna need a lot of work. They again, I'm not gonna be disrespectful to Nuno, but it evidently, to me, anyways, it don't look like there's a proper coaching thing going on systems defensively, where you need to be on the transition and all these things. It looks like genuinely looks like Conte's got to take man back to basics. Apart from probably Romero, people got to go back to basics. Obviously, if I'm Tanganga, I'm relishing it. You know, if you're a defender, you should wanna play under Conte and learn under Conte and all these things. I'm trying to find Tottenham's fixtures, people, because yeah, here it is. I just want to see like if he takes over today, what's what's he got? So in terms of November, right? November is not that deep, you know. It's deep, but it's not that deep. But you've got, you know, his first game. I don't think he'll be in charge by Thursday, but you never know. It's Monday. He's got Vitesse. You know, you got Vitesse, Everton away, um, Tottenham versus Leeds. Then you've got Conference League. and So in the league, he's got Burnley away, Everton away and Leeds at home. And he's got, you know, two Conference League games between Vitesse and Maribor. Feels like Spurs been playing Maribor for years. December is peak for everyone. You know, December and January, again, I'm sure, you know, they're hoping business is done. But you've got you've Brent, Brentford at home. Norwich at home, probably need to take six points from that. Wren's in the Conference League. Brighton away, Leicester away, Liverpool at home, Palace at home, Southampton away, Watford away, Arsenal um, at home and Chelsea away back to back. So that's what Conte will be taking over, provided he was to walk, walk in. So again, this is where, and even if it isn't going to be Conte in this unlikely world, they need to support whoever that next gaffer is because they can't do it alone. I think that's one thing that I'll give to Nuno is he's clearly out of his depth. But you can't just say it's a managerial thing. That squad has not been replenished, you know. Remember when Spurs had that back five? Loris is still there, but they had the, you know, the Belgium lads and they and the two English boys at, on, at fullback. 
You know, I think Regulon's got potential. I think Regulon's a good a good fullback. I think Loris, you can still persist with him. I think Romero's a very good right um a very good right centre half. Right back, you need to know what you're doing. It is well, it is sort of thing. So, yeah, enough about for real now. Enough about Spurs, man. We've been waffling about that. Dyer about to look like a prime Christensen. He probably will, bro. Look at Rüdiger under under Lampard. He looked bog standard. One of the best centre halves in world football and the Premier League without a doubt. So new managers can change things. You never know. I don't know how much attacking football you're going to see under him, but it is what it is. What does this mean for Arsenal now that Spurs are getting contact? Bro, it shouldn't mean anything. Do what you're doing. You know, you need to do what you're doing. New managers are always going to come in. The Prem's always going to get competitive, whether it's new managers coming in or whether it's, you know, um, or whether it's new players. Just do what you're doing. Think, focus on how you can improve. Don't watch other people's situation because, you know, before any of that Arsenal have a bag of things they need to improve off their own back. And it's not just us, it's everyone, people. Conte is expected in London to soon to complete talks on final details with Tottenham. Deal at the final stages for the new manager. Conte is more than tempted to accept Tottenham's offer, having already worked with Parizzi at Juventus. And that's probably what a big tip. You know, when you can trust someone, you know how a man works, you know that it might not be empty promises. Something could happen here and it could be an Italian job where Tottenham are concerned. Now, hopefully it isn't that. But yeah, man, keep your Tottenham Hotspur opinions coming if you want. But let's move on from all of that, people. It's, you know, we've we've quite frankly been waffling about Spurs for the best part of this and there's other football to speak about people so yeah moving on from that I got a bag of tabs open man you know bag of tabs open but you know as you lot know PSG beat Lille just about got through Messi's injured and got hooked at um hooked at halftime Di Maria saved the day um what else have we got where that's concerned uh Barcelona drew I think Real Madrid won Juventus you know can't do much at all you know Juventus are really struggling people where where it's concerned and I can't even find the article but they're actually going on a camp like a little winter camp thing I think Juventus are saying due to their poor form so it's looking a bit brazy where Juventus are concerned um so yeah that's that I can't actually find it people you know so what's going on here Oh, here it is. Juventus set for week-long training re retreat after Allegri admits Italian giants are better, are no better than Verona. So it's looking like he's, it's looking long for him, people. So yeah, they sit ninth, struggling to win, struggling to win games. People, you know, Allegri said words are meaningless now. We're in a bad situation. We have to accept the reality that right now we are a mid-table team. We can get out of this situation with a little bit more determination and quality. We'll drag ourselves out of this situation. There's no point feeling sorry for ourselves. That won't help. We just need to focus on what we need to do and then things will sort itself out. It's a good squad, but things don't always go your way in football. We have to react with pride and determination. We have to play like a team that had one point and we did. Now we have to play like a team that has 15 points, pardon me. Napoli have been probably the team to watch this season. And I know Juventus' uh, president has said they're not giving up on the Super League. But where the where the Italian league is concerned, people, um, you know, they trail by they trail Napoli by 13 points, people, you know, at this moment in time, which could even be more because I haven't checked the results since then. And at this moment in time, they're also four points behind Roma, who have played fewer games, people, but sit in the fourth Champions League qualification um, qualification spot. So it's, it's peak for Juventus. As you lot know, first Barcelona game post um, Ronald Koeman sacking, they drew they drew 1-1 people. Sevilla won 2-0 against Osasuna. That's just my notes for what I've been watching in Europe. I've watched the 
couple of Italian, other Italian games, but there actually isn't much to speak about regarding them people. So that's that. What I'll call is this now. We'll get into the transfer news towards the end. Should we review the Premier League quickly as well, people? Let me actually go and get my timestamps. Where are we at? Where are my timestamps? Where's my Twitch page? Sorry, folks. What time are we at? We're at 54. Let's call it 54. 50. Appreciate everyone that's here. Premier League PL review. Yeah, let's review the Premier League, people. Um, let me let me spit out the results to you because I know some of you haven't actually seen everything that's been that's been going down where football's concerned, people. But yeah, in terms of results, Norwich were defeated two goals to one against Leeds. West Ham battered Aston Villa 4-1. Arsenal pulled off a shocker and walked away with a clean sheet. Arsenal 2, Leicester 0. Arsenal 2, Leicester 0. Arsenal 2, Leicester 0. So great. I had to say it all the time. Burnley beat Brentford three goals to one. That's back-to-back defeats for Brentford now, isn't it? Liverpool squandered a two-goal lead and let Brighton back into it and drew 2-2. Crystal Palace, if that wasn't a shocker where Liverpool are concerned, they beat Manchester City 2-0 and, you know... Probably the only week in off the top of my off the top of my head where you know it's been a week and City haven't won a game. They went out the cup and they obviously lost. Southampton beat Watford 1-0. Manchester United, as a, as we spoke about, 1-3-0 as well, people. So yeah, man. And obviously Ibrahimovic done his thing. We're gonna speak about Ibrahimovic, but Ibrahimovic, you know, kind of ruined Jose's record and things like that. So that's that where that one's concerned. But um where the Premier League's concerned, if we start with Norwich versus Leeds, obviously it's a big three points for, for Leeds. It is a relegation six-pointer. Rodrigo and Rafinha done the thing. Three goals in five in five minutes. You know, Norwich, just shit, really. You know, again, the less said about, you know, the less said about, about Norwich, the better. So good three points for Leeds, who have been quite woeful. Leicester were defeated two goals to nil against Arsenal. And like I said, you know, to see us actually look threatening from set pieces, to see us manage a game by our standards relatively well, to see us score Score two early goals, you know, first goals within the fifth, sixth minute. And then by, by 20 minutes, we're two goals up. We did have to withstand a bit of pressure, but we walked away with it. I do think that if Brendan Rodgers has his time again, he probably wouldn't have gone with Madison and would have went with Harvey Barnes and had more of a direct sort of opponent for Tomiyasu. Because I think Tomiyasu and Saka watching that game again, as well as first time round, they're a big reason as to why we, we won. They were creating overloads. You know, Leicester were just caught flat-footed and it just weren't the real Leicester. But I don't care. We win. We keep our unbeaten, our unbeaten record going, you know. Three defeats for Brentford. And I won't say Brentford are levelling out, but this is where the league starts to level out. You can't always be winning every game and doing amazing and performing above expectation. You're going to see a level of out. Maybe there's a correlation with Raya being injured. I don't know, but there's that one there where Brentford are concerned, my guy. You're right. Um, Burnley versus Brentford. I can't lie. Burnley bopped them for a couple of the goals, people. You know, Maxwell Cornet continues his goal-scoring form up there for signings of the season, doing his thing. You know, Gardo scored a good goal. It was a good teamwork goal for Brentford, but it don't mean nothing. Card man them lost the game. Loughton played quite well. For Liverpool, I know Jurgen Klopp's been very, very, you know, unusually criticising his players. So it's not without merit. He's criticised the body language. Um, he said, little bit by bit by bit, we lost another player body language-wise. All of a sudden, it wasn't there. In the first half, we were playing incredible passes between the lines. But in the second half, I cannot remember a lot. So again, he got there was probably a laxed approach. And I'm sure Liverpool are kicking themselves, you know, in a day and age where the league is being decided by finer and finer margins, you know, considering City lost, could you have made ground? And that wasn't to be in that case. The only people that are laughing who will get onto is Chelsea, because as you know, Reese James doing a Mazza and they won three nil um 
And anytime you know you give away a two goal lead in the Premier League, you know, again, you shouldn't be doing that. There's L's in that regards, people. Um, apparently, Liverpool's two goal advantage was the 250th they've held at home in the Premier League, but they failed to see out the victory for only the sixth time. Obviously, that was a you know the cross from Embremu. I say it was a cross, he say he might meant to do it, and obviously, Tossart added to the scoreline people and yeah man he's on to them he said we lost momentum that was obvious but if you only play wide you cannot make a real difference how they defend we had to attack through the center and we didn't so again the fullbacks didn't have the best of days for Liverpool I take it they're definitely underestimated not from us but in general I'm oh well playing Leicester's a, I mean playing Brighton's a half decent game now isn't it? it's not a game that you should have a given you know funny as football sees now they have incredible technical players. When they play wide, the next pass goes in the centre and the first touch is incredible. You watch it like, wow. The second goal they scored was a well-played goal, but we could have defended it better, which is true. Obviously, VAR denied Mane, uh, you know, and probably saved the blushes of the Brighton keeper, um, Sanchez, from having an L. He's a good keeper, but he is susceptible to some, to some BS when he's ready. I can't lie to you. I mean, at least Mo Salah got an assist, but he's not among the goal scorers. So my fellow FPL people... I, I, I feel the way I feel the way you lot do. Um, away, away from away from that, as we already know. Again, personally, I don't want to focus on refereeing people because I don't know nothing about refereeing and things. But can someone please answer me? And I know all the situations are different. How the hell is Johnny Evans not sent off? And then we're seeing Laporte sent off, which is harsh. And then obviously, who else? There was Amaza as well. Who else? Got Konza as well. I'm not understanding it, really. It's feeling like there's an agenda against my team to the point where Arsenal are feeling like victims and looking like victims because we're screaming and shouting about this all the time, really and truly. It was a harsh red card for Laporte, but City just looked off the pace. You know, Zaha bagged and obviously Chelsea low-knee Collar Gallagher bagged as well. And, you know, indirectly, he might be doing Chelsea a favour because they're fighting for the league as well and what they're top technically, in it? So, you know... Doing, you know, I'm sure Chelsea are hoping all their loan agents, whether it was Lamptey when he's ripping Grealish, you know, Borgia and 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 Timo Livermento, who was sold permanently when Southampton play City. I'm ho I'm pretty sure they want that. For Patrick Vieira, they deserve it because sometimes they've played well and they haven't got the luck and that they've conceded late goals and lost or drawn. So they finally got something and hopefully they stay in the league, really and truly. And keep doing better and better and better and better. Southampton beat Watford a goal to nil. Che Adams scored again, making it harder for um, Claudio Ranieri's side. I can't lie, man. You know, Reese James, he could teach a couple strikers to finish. You know, I thought the first goal that he scored was good. I think the second goal was good. The way he finishes, there's real aggression in it. And you can see he's a player that's not only played at fullback, but had a real education at Chelsea among all the positions. And he's a very intelligent footballer. Like, you know, somebody's just said, who do you think is the most complete right back in the Premier League? I don't know, but I think Reese James is there. Trent's obviously there by default. And uh, I'd probably off the top of my head, what, throw Cancelo up there as well, because he can do a bit of everything, you know. What, is it time to throw Tommy Asu up there? You know, let's not talk about going forward in the final third. I'm guessing it. But, um, yeah, man, Chelsea dealt with business, you know. Again, they... I can't really say they're struggling to score goals, but you can't really see how they score goals or who's going to score the goals. But they keep scoring them, in it, And they're keeping clean sheets. I don't think they're really giving their flowers for how well they're defending and what they're doing defensively and all those sort of things. But yeah, man, three goals in the second half, two from Reese James and a penalty from Jorginho sees them win it. Don't know why Reese James, you seem a confident penalty taker. I can't lie. Me as a right back, there ain't going to be too many times you're going to bag a hat-trick. I would have said, move aside, Jorginho. Are you mad? You got to give me this thing. Really, you you gotta give it to me. That there's you gotta give it to me. 
you know, that would be me. Like, no, you got to give it to me. Or it's me and you in the changing room. And, bro, someone's... There'll be 10 starting players that are going back on that coach, Chelsea, to back back to, uh, to back to London. You're not coming if you don't let me take that penalty. I'm going to brock you up because I need a hat-trick. That's what I would be on. Obviously, you know, game of the... Well, in fact, you know, West Ham versus Aston Villa. That had, ev- that had, that had everything, really and truly. You know, I think Aston Villa looked a bit better when they were down to 10 men. I think the only thing they did well was the teamwork goal for Watkins. Obviously, Watkins hit the bar, but other than that... West Ham did what they needed to do. Shambolic defending for three of them four goals that that West Ham scored. You know they're inviting they're inviting Declan Rice to shoot. That you know Ben Johnson's taking everyone by surprise, but they're inviting um, um, Declan Rice to shoot really and truly. Um, Bowen got on the score sheet again. Nobody's the, you, they're really at just sixes and sevens. I don't blame Martinez because I think there was poor sequences of play between you know the goals that were being scored. But I did feel I did feel Martinez. For at least three of them, at least two, if I'm being a bit harsh, he could have got nearer. He could have maybe saved it. He could have maybe done a bit better. And when he produces mad saves, people are ready to waffle how Arsenal miss him and that, you know. Konza didn't have the best of games. Courtney Howes didn't have the best of games. Good bit of play from Buendia to help set up the goal. But other than that, he was quite anonymous. I think Bailey worked hard, but still anonymous. Spare a thought for Jacob Ramsey. Looks like he might have suffered a, a, a serious injury as well, people. Um where that game's concerned. And then obviously you had Man United against Tottenham. And again, to, to air the Nuno points, because we've spoken about it already, you know, it looked like a team that wanted to get to, to wanted to win. Spurs didn't look like they ever wanted to win at any point. They didn't look like they had any clear plan in terms of a game plan. Looked like a bunch of individuals. There was no desire, no integrity, no trying to get the crowd going, no fight. No fearlessness, you know. It's looked like it's like they allowed the pressure to, to to swallow swallow them whole, really and truly. It's like United are under mad pressure and they're coming away from home. You should have at least made the first 10 minutes extremely difficult. Tottenham didn't do that. And like I said, they looked like a team that weren't playing for their manager and didn't understand what the fuck their manager wanted. So it, and we're all confused. When you're taking off Lucas Moura, when you're slandering players and then bringing them on off the bench to try to save your bacon, when you're dropping Regulon, you know, the changes, the, 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 the people he dropped in that game at times, I didn't think he needed to necessarily um and obviously experience made the difference for man united you know Cavani and Ren- i don't listen the players that are on the bench i'm not saying Oli doesn't trust them he's never going to but you have to remember his job's on the line so he's gone with players that he believes wholeheartedly can get me a result and he did that and he was backed up you know ex- experienced performance from Cavani deserved his goal Cristiano Ronaldo, you know, he's chopping skip and he's scoring great volleys. You know, the midfielders did their job. Man to a man. Wan-Bissaka looked good. United did their job. You lot did it, really. You know, I'd say the first half was fairly even with United edging it. United looked like the team that was a goal down in the second half. I'll be real. They looked like they needed to get more. Maybe the managers banged home the importance of we need to get three points, try grab a clean sheet, shout to Varane for returning, keeping such. Um, but yeah, they just got sm- they just got eaten alive, really and truly. Like you just, you know, Spurs, you were just terrible. I think that was the best game I've probably seen from Emerson Royal, and that tells you everything, really. At least you can't agenda Pogba or Jaden Sancho because they're not involved. Son was anonymous. Kane's going through the motions. Mora was their brightest player, but weren't really doing much. Didn't deserve to be subbed. They're definitely 54 minutes into the game. Um, Lacelso, I don't know why he started. Hoiberg, again, skips limited and he, he got caught on the ball, but he's been played a hospital pass. Dyer, you know, no worse than anyone else, but at sixes and sevens. You know, Romero, good player in, in a bad bunch of, of, of a squad. Davies, don't know why he started. Quite shit. Um, 
So yeah, man, don't know, don't know why they brought on Bourgeois again. That guy needs to stick to YouTube vids, as I say all the time. But yeah, man, the man there got ripped. So it was quite a good week of football. Now, obviously, we've got Wolves versus Everton to play on the Monday. But once again, you've got Norwich two, you got Leeds, um, Leeds two, Norwich one, West Ham four, Aston Villa one, Arsenal two, Leicester nil, Burnley three, Brentford one, two two between Liverpool and Brighton. Chelsea won 3 0 against Newcastle, Crystal Palace 2, Manchester City 0, Southampton 1, Watford 0, and obviously Man United won 3 goals to 0. And as I said, you got Watford, I mean, you got Wolves and Everton to play. So we'll see how that one there is developing. If you haven't, make sure you're following and subscribing. Appreciate everybody that's locked in. Man said that Burge Rider Dutch DG. Yeah, bro, them brothers got to stick to YouTube bids, man. Spurs hiring and firing managers like their Chelsea yet have zero trophies to show for it. Levy really thinks he's Queen Marina. Like, you lot are so silly, man. <laughs> That's a good one still. I'll give you that, man. We know not Newcastle are in the relegation, but I won't read that out to you. Where is the things I wanted to read, people? Um, You know, Zlatan Ibrahimovic has been talking up Mbappe people and he's kind of been saying, yo, you need to smell blood and you need to do this and to be a better player and that and the rest of it. And I wanted to actually read it out because I think it was quite interesting. Again, everything I had planned, you know, everything I had planned, folks, um, is out the window, obviously, with what, what we've seen. But yeah, with that being said, I want to talk about Zlatan Ibrahimovic, Lionel Messi and Sergio Ramos for what it's worth, really. Let me make sure the timestamps are there as well. Um, so, yeah, let's get into it. First things first, what did we say? We said Zlatan Ibrahimovic, where is it? I think Zlatan's been given a bunch of talks and comments and all these things, but he said, Mbappe needs to get a taste for blood. Um, PSG star must learn to walk on fire. And again, he's getting a bit of criticism now, really. And he didn't play against Lille for what it's worth. Ibrahimovic said, and he did big him up. He bigged up him and Harlan. He said, I love him, but he doesn't do enough. He can become so good if he learns to hurt himself. He needs to get a taste for blood. Walk on fire. Surround yourselves with those who say you aren't good enough and you'll be better. Um, and he went on to say, Killian is in my top 10. There are players who have been at the top for a long time. But for the young guys, there is Harlan. And who else? There is Latin Ibrahimovic. No need to talk about the others. This guy is crazy. He did talk about PSG and said there's still a bunch of individuals, basically. Bit of an underkill. Bit of an underkill by Zlatan Ibrahimovic, but fair play. Uh, apparently, if you don't know, Sergio Aguero was taken to hospital for cardiac tests after a chest discomfort. People where he's, I think he's been diagnosed with something. He'll be all right. But yeah, there was something there. So we're wishing him the best with that regards. Um what else have we got? Apparently, Lionel Messi dreams of Barcelona return to help them grow. He's actually said he would like to be the technical director one day, people. Um, speaking to... Who's he been speaking to? Speaking to sport. Let me see if this brings up the article. Yo, 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 yo. This is an actual interview. Fair play, you know. It, it kind of has. Fair play. Let me read this out. Let me, all right. Fair play. Um, he, he went on to say, from Barcelona to Paris, from... Camp Nou to the Parc de France, what a change, right? The truth is that if it was a big change, as I said already, I did not imagine. Luckily, I'm already settled. The children are in school. We are more or less installed in daily routine. We are happy. Two days have passed since his depart since your departure from Barcelona. Have you got used to the idea? Yes, to this day, when I watch games, it generates things or makes me makes me want to remember. 
or things from matches at the Camp Nou with people. It is a reliving a little of everything that it that was. Now, as I just said, I am calmer, more more calmer, more everything, and obviously thinking about everything I have here and what is coming at a sports and family level. We are also enjoying this city, which is wonderful despite the weather. We were lucky to have nice weather too with the occasional rain and cold, but we are happy that's the truth. So it isn't quite the same. Laporte, comment, Laporte commented that he thought he would say about playing for free. Would you have done it if asked? The truth is, I explained on my way out. I did everything possible to stay. Never at any time was I asked to play for free. I wouldn't play for free. Fuck that. I was asked to cut my salary by 50%. I did it without any problem. We were in a position to help the club more. The desire and desire for me and my family was to stay in Barcelona. Nobody asked me to play for free, but at the same time, it seems to me that the words said by the president are out of place. They hurt me because I think he doesn't need to say that. It's like getting the ball off you and not assuming its consequences or taking charge of things. This makes people think or generate a lot of doubt. Have you spoken to Laporte again? He has said no. Will you return to Barcelona when your contract with PSG ends in two seasons? I don't know if when my contract with PSG ends, what is all, almost confirmed and for sure is that we are going to live in Barcelona again and that our life will be there. It's what my fat wife wants, what I want. I do not know if when my contract ends with Paris, but to live, we will return to Barca. So it is what it is. What about what is it about Barcelona? Yes, as I've always said, I would love to be able to help the club in what could be useful and can add and help the club to be well. I would love to be a technical secretary at some point. I don't know if it will be Barcelona or not, or if it will be otherwise. If there is a possibility, I would like to contribute again um, in what I can because it is the club that I love and I would love for it to continue to be good, to continue growing and continue being one of the best people. How do you see Barcelona at the moment? He went on to waffle about how they got good young players, how they're doing things, and they're, they're a team that's always going to compete for trophies, folks. So make of that where you, whatever you will with Lionel Messi, folks. Bit of an overkill, but you know when I actually read these things, it's quite, it's quite sad. It's quite sad. Apparently, as well, people, there's reports. I don't know where the article is, but there's reports that um. Sergio Ramos could have his contract, you know, as it says here, in fact, PSG are considering terminating Sergio Aguero's contract with bosses fearing they made a mistake signing the Real Madrid icon who has failed to play but has pocketed at least four million in wages after five months, people. Apparently, they're said to be going frustrated as his calf injury continues to hamper Ramos, who is waiting to return to training, people. Boy, you should have known this, in it, people? You know, apparently La Parisian has claimed PSG would be willing to let him walk away from the club if his fitness problems continue to hinder his chances of selection. And at 35 years of age on a two-year contract, sometimes you get what you pay for on free transfers. So hopefully this is just was because I want to see Ramos. I want to see things, you know. Apparently he was recently mocked being called a ghost in the French paper as well, which isn't nice because you never know what people are going through in terms of injuries, which is sad. Um, which kind of ties into what I could see here. You know, Leonardo on PSG criticism is starting to cross the line. He said, do you think the press is too harsh? You can say we're not doing well, but it's starting to cross the line to say that the coach is clueless about football, that the big players we signed are rubbish. There are people who want to make themselves look smart by talking about PSG. It's for personal promotion. OK, we're not playing as we want to, but we are on a path. You can't talk about Messi, Mbappe, Verratti, Neymar or a coach like that. Ramos as well. We knew he had a calf injury. You are playing the Spanish press game. We know what is happening. Boy. There you have it, man. And he said, how do you judge the manager's work? People are acting as if the manager didn't know about a style of play, that he understands nothing. He's searching. 
Pochettino before arriving was a top five coach. Now apparently he's clueless. We changed some aspects. We'll assess things at the end. Very bullish talk, innit? From from my man. Fair play though. I'd be I'd be doing the same thing, really and truly. You know, it's us it's us against the world sort of thing, people. It's us against the world. So make of that what you will. But yeah, what else have I got? There's that. We've spoken about that. Unfortunately, Zaha suffered racial abuse on social media after winning against Man City. We know how we all know how bad that is. PSG have actually, you know, in the event of Kylian Mbappe's departure, PSG would consider recruiting Kareem Adinyemi, who is um, you know, interested in moving people. He'd sign for 30 or 40 million euros, people. Leonardo is preparing for the possibility of seeing his number seven leave. With this in mind, he has identified two priorities. According to Le Ten Sport, Harlan is plan A, Lewandowski is plan B. In parallel, Leonardo would also have other tracks in mind for another potential succession of killing Mbappe, in particular Karim Adeniemi. However, this file would already be lost in advance for PSG. And he's of it, the article's gone on to talk about the fact that, you know, Bayern Munich said to be leading the race for the young man's sig signature, really and truly. PSG on Adeniemi, which is of... Really upsets me, obviously, because I know Arsenal aren't going to get him and he's going somewhere else. But you know when you just don't want to admit the truth to yourself, people? It's one, of, it's one of them ones, really. So let me close that. I think we've, I think we've done all right, people. I think we've done all right. I think we've covered everything. What else are you lot saying in the comments? One love to you lot that are in the comments. Make sure you're following and subscribing. Again, I'm, going, I'm playing Football Manager at 4pm, I think. So make sure you set your reminders for such. Let me scroll down. And Yemi Mbappe, too far. Ramos doesn't care. PSG is in a farmer's league farming cabbages and yams. Ramos is on a Paris holiday. Bit harsh. Bit harsh. And I don't think Adinyemi is a pace merchant. Cherky's good as well. Ericsson could come back to the Prem Newcastle. He could be, but it's like, without sounding disrespectful or anything, it's like... I wouldn't want to be the club like it's sad. It sounds messed, but like I don't really. I wouldn't want to be the club that that Ericsson comes back because again, hopefully nothing becomes a thing. But you can see how there might be complications. That's probably why Inter are saying, "Low it, you probably, you probably got, you probably got to leave, man." I know there's things in Italy saying you can't play. You know, again. Christian Eriksen, Inter Milan midfielder, unable to play for club after cardiac arrest. Christian Eriksen is not permitted to play in Italy this season as a result of cardiac arrest he suffered at Euro 2020, says his club people. The player has been temporarily inhabilitated by the Italian medical authority from sporting activity in the current season. Although the current conditions of the player don't meet the requirements of achieving sporting fitness in Italy, the same could instead be achieved in other countries where the player could resume competitive activity. So that's telling you they'll allow man to leave people. It's unclear whether other countries would allow Ericsson to participate in their respective leagues with the ICD device people. For what it's worth, Daily Blind is also fitted with such people. So it might be a thing where he needs to go back to Holland. Really and truly. It's true. It's true. 
But yeah, people, on that, I'm going to end this live stream now purely because, you know, I'm, I'm aware of the time. We've overran because we've had such a good conversation. I'm actually going live at 11.30 on YouTube, so make sure you're there. I'm back online at Twitch at 4 p.m. Tomorrow, same time, 10 a.m., I'm going to be live again. So yeah, and, and as I said, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday in particular is Champions League business, people. There's hella watch-alongs and content this week, so make sure you're checking out the, the Twitch schedule. Make sure you're obviously setting reminders and all of those sort of things man but yeah and like i said people again for if you don't know tuesday and wednesday 5 45 kickoffs make sure you head over to my twitch channel for the 8 p.m you head over to youtube so i think we're doing i'm um, don't don't fail me now i should know them it's escaped my mind oh, i'll get this people i'll get this the pressure isn't i'm not acting the pressure who is the 5 45 better yet kickoffs I know you've Tuesday, you've got Atalanta. Wednesday, you've got Liverpool, Atletico at eight. Malmo, Chelsea, Tuesday. Malmo, Chelsea, Tuesday. I can't remember Wednesday, folks. I can't remember Wednesdays, but just know to be here, in it. You know, let me actually make sure I know I, I'm telling you lot the right things. So I'm sure, I'm so sure Chelsea, Malmo is on Tuesday. Uh, what else is on? What's, what's that fourth? Milan, Porto, that's it. And it's actually in there. So yeah, Wednesday... In, uh, in AC Milan, sorry, Porto, that will be kickoff is at 5.45, so I'll be live on Twitch before that. 8pm, we'll see, obviously, Liverpool versus Atletico on YouTube the same day, live from about 7.45, 7.30, depending. At Atlanta on Tuesday versus Man United, 8pm on YouTube. Here, though, at 5.50, 5.45 for you lot. Uh, Malmo, Chelsea, in it. So make sure you're all here, people. It's that simple. I appreciate you lot that are saying you'll see me shortly. I appreciate you lot. I'll catch you lot in a piece, people. It's been a fantastic one. Shout out to Nuno for getting the clip. But for now, DG. <laughs>